0: It's time for Forward Nation Radio. Now here he is, the host of Forward Nation Radio, David Leventhal. Welcome to Forward Nation Radio, I'm David Leventhal. Back at you after... A bit of a long break, it's been a couple of weeks, apologies, I think this has been the longest break we've had since I started doing the show two and a half years ago, I have spent a very relaxing and blissful couple of weeks uh, wiping my nose and hacking out my lungs, but we are back, and gee, did we miss anything? Yeah, apparently uh, we missed a fair amount, so apologies again for our time off. I'm sure you've been keeping up to date on the impeachment as it's been progressing in real time, but obviously there's a lot to catch up on regarding impeachment. And I would like to talk about impeachment since we've missed so much and there's so much to discuss and we're not going to quite do it yet. I actually thought that what I'll do regarding impeachment is break the show up into two different shows. So you're not going to have to wait very long for our next show, which I expect to come out In a few days. But for this show, in light of the Republicans, well, one of their many defenses to impeachment being along the lines of that this is making a big deal out of nothing, a mountain out of a molehill, so to speak, uh, I kind of want to address that. I've been thinking about the impeachment. Democrats have made a decision, this has clearly been playing out right now, to keep this extremely simple. It is a sad statement about this country, as I've noted before, that Democrats are keeping it simple in large part because of their understanding of the short attention span, shall we say that nicely, of the American public in a less nice way, the fact that the average American is too fucking stupid to be able to consider anything a little bit more complicated than the president is holding U.S. foreign policy, U.S. interests hostage to getting uh, people through extortion and bribery to promote his political ambitions. That, at least, is easy to understand. But while we're missing out on all the things that Donald Trump could have been impeached for and are reminded that, once again, despite the Republican arguments about this being a witch hunt and how awful and partisan the Democrats are, in fact, we are reminded, once again, that the problem with the Democrats is that they're basically just too much pussies, basically, that they lack the balls to be like Republicans and do real scorched earth and really attack. So I wanted to spend this show, I guess, part one of our impeachment discussions for this week to be a discussion of some of the things that Trump is not being impeached for, not a discussion of what he's actually being impeached for. Just some of the things, and when I say some of the things, I mean basically whatever I was able to compile while I was eating my breakfast this morning, of just some of the many things that Donald Trump is not being impeached for, because the Democratic Party is not the Republican Party. And let's start with, Donald Trump is not being impeached for being a common crook. I mean, common crook. Snake oil salesman, flim-flam artist, scammer, the way he's lived his whole life. He's not being impeached for Trump University, stealing money and destroying many of the lives of young people who actually thought they were going to get an education. Trump steaks, Trump vodka, basically everything he's done in his business practices. A snake oil salesman, a liar. Just this week, we were reminded of some of Donald Trump's more pedestrian criminal activities when we read how he was ordered to pay $2 million to charities for, quote, misuse, close quote, of his charitable foundation. What a nice way to put the fact that he was stealing money from people through a charity and, by extension, then Stealing from the charity, I guess, stealing from starving kids, as if anybody thinks that that's what the Trump Foundation was going to spend its money on in the first place. But to be clear, and we've spoken about this in the past, Donald Trump was ordered this week to pay $2 million to charities because of the fact that he was a scammer, a flim flam artist, and a criminal with respect to the running of his own charity. The president admitted in an unusual case where the president didn't just get to agree to settle charges and admit no wrongdoing, which is the way it usually works in America. The president admitted that he had used funds raised by the Donald J. Trump Foundation to promote his political campaign. Wow, who could have seen that one coming? And pay business debts, not to mention, as we have spoken about on the show a long time ago, buying portraits of himself to hang up in conspicuous places. Uh, A state judge ordered Trump to pay the $2 million to nonprofit groups after he admitted to misusing the money raised by the Donald J. Trump Foundation to promote his presidential bid, pay off business debts, and purchase that aforementioned portrait for one of his hotels. Let's just let that sink in for just a moment. The President of the United States is not being impeached for being the kind of criminal who steals from charities. A student asked me in class the other day, how could he do this? And of course, to be fair to Donald Trump, there is a long history of people stealing money through charities. After 9-11, in fact, we have a A a lot of evidence and a lot of instances of people who created fake charities that were supposedly raising the money for 9/11 for the families of 9/11 victims and for the families of first responders. That's right. People made up fake charities to steal from people who were inclined to donate money after 9/11. So Donald Trump, I guess, is just one of the latest in a long line of the lowest scum on the planet who will steal money from people who are trying to make a difference and help people. How was it that he was able to do that? They go out with his charity and they tell people, please donate to the charity and we will do all these worthwhile things. And they also, of course, tell these people that if you donate to my charity, I'll probably give you public resources, public money. But... They go out and they do that, and then they just take the money and they spend it on something else. So I'm not, I think the question my student asked, and I responded if, as if it was an actual procedural question, like how is this done? Although thinking back at it, the question may have been, truly, how could people be such effing low lives and yet be the president of the United States? Well, we have a long history in this country of people getting rich through stealing money from people in the guise of charitable giving. And of course, in line with our, with our recent discussions and continuing discussions on the super wealthy and their impact on our society, just bear in mind that many of the people we're looking up to undoubtedly petted their fortunes or started their fortunes by stealing from people under the guise of being a charitable institution. Isn't that nice? We are also not impeaching the President of the United States for being a rich crook. Rich crooks, of course, being presented with many opportunities not available to your common crooks. So when I say rich criminal, for instance, I mean tax cheating. Sure, you don't have to be rich to cheat on your taxes, but you have to be rich to really make it worthwhile to cheat a whole lot on your taxes. Certainly to do the kind of tax cheating that we're pretty confident Donald Trump has been doing his entire life, that requires a fair amount of riches to begin with. There is a reason that Donald Trump continues to refuse to turn over his tax returns, continues to refuse to comply with court orders to turn over his tax returns, and that undoubtedly is because, as a very wealthy person, it is just natural that he would engage in tax cheating. But of course, that's just the tip of the iceberg in Donald Trump's entire history of fraud and abuse. Everywhere he has been, everywhere he has gone. Not paying people as he owes them under contracts. Screwing over people you've been engaged in business dealings with. Screwing over your employees is a hallmark of Trump his entire life. Declaring bankruptcy to avoid your debts to normal human beings. We like to think because we're told by Fox News and others to think of it this way, that bankruptcy fraud is something that poor people do. But as a general proposition, poor people don't have wealthy and and expensive lawyers teaching them how to get away with everything they can and hide their assets in bankruptcy. That is something that the wealthy people have long known how to do, like, for instance, buying multimillion-dollar houses in Florida, which are exempt from bankruptcy court jurisdiction, and then declaring bankruptcy after that so you can hide your 20 $30, 40000000 million away from all of your creditors. That's just one of many ways that people like Donald Trump with a lot of riches have figured out that they could cheat on bankruptcy and avoid paying their debts. Well, you know, one of the issues with the current impeachment case, of course, is that Donald Trump was engaging in something called extortion. Extortion is where you basically put a gun against somebody's head and you get something from them with un, under a great threat. When I think of extortion, well, do you remember way back when, this was a long time ago, it seems like ages ago, it seems like presidencies ago, that Michael Cohen testified in front of Congress? Michael Cohen, President Trump's longtime consigliere, his longtime fixer, I don't even want to say lawyer because... Law seemed to have very little to do with what he was doing. His longtime strongman, his longtime gangster, testified about all the money and stuff that he extorted on behalf of Donald Trump from people, frankly, who Donald Trump could threaten. So a long history of extortion that Democrats are not bringing up during the impeachment hearings. How about money laundering? and other international financial crimes. Do you remember the good old days months ago when that was kind of a big thing for us and we were talking about that? We were talking about his role with Deutsche Bank, which still hasn't been actually fully investigated and disclosed to the rest of us. But the expectation that the President of the United States, before he was the President of the the United States, engaged in extensive money laundering. There was a reason that Donald Trump Basically, wasn't able to get loans with all the bankruptcies and all the stiffing of people he dealt with, all of his creditors. Uh, it was difficult for him to get loans. And, let, and yet, it turns out that banks and institutions with really strong ties to Russia and illegal activity worldwide were willing to reach out and give Donald Trump money. So, whether there was a lot of money laundering in his background, this again not the subject of the Democrats' impeachment inquiry. That's all off the table. In addition to being a common crook, in addition to being a rich crook, Donald Trump has been an extraordinary crook, a president crook. And yes, that's kind of crookedness that not a lot of people get to engage in in our society. So not a lot of people through their crookedness get to truly present a major threat to the country and the planet, acting out of personal gain as Donald Trump has made clear that he has been doing since before he even became the president. Donald Trump has created a kleptocracy, a government of thieves led by the number one thief, Donald J. Trump, and the rest of his family members, the rest of his friends, and the rest of his co-conspirators. It is humorous to look at the Republican outrage at what Hunter Biden did to get a lucrative, position on a board of directors which is what rich people around this country do to get a lucrative basically no work position on a board of directors simply because of who his father is how humorous that the republicans would seem to be speaking up at this point in favor of honest good government and a lack of corruption funny of course because as i've noted just look at the trump administration just look at the trump family The idea that somebody could say with a straight face that somebody needs to investigate what Hunter Biden did, while of course not investigating what 20,000 other people exactly like him are doing every day in America, yeah, that's almost comical. It's not just Trump, as I noted, this is his whole administration, and let's go further, basically his entire political party which has become nothing but a kleptocracy. Let's steal whatever is not nailed down. If we're going to go into government service, it is not to serve. It is to serve ourselves. It is to help ourselves to whatever is not nailed down and whatever we could put into our pockets so that nobody in our family will ever have to do an honest day's work for the rest of our lives. Unlike, for instance, all these public servants who actually are are testifying in Donald Trump's actual impeachment trial? The people who actually have dedicated their lives to trying to do something to benefit this country and the world and make both better places? Yes, unlike all the people that Republicans are now busy trashing and dragging through the mud, everyone in Donald Trump's orbit is just in there to be a criminal. But of course, not just the kleptocracy, everything about Donald Trump's presidency has been corrupting the United States economy and corrupting United States society as a whole. Everything that he has been doing. These are heady days for crooks all throughout America. Let's start with taxes. Just this week, it was reported that FedEx cut its taxes this year to zero, saving itself about $1.6 billion that it should be paying in taxes. They are doing this with the help of Donald Trump and the Donald Trump and Republican tax plan. This $1.6 billion saved, which we were told in the continuing efforts to make Supply-side economics sound real for those brain-dead fucking stupid enough to believe the same shit, stupid lies over and over again. The $1.6 billion saved has done basically nothing for the U.S. economy. This is $1.6 billion just stolen from the U.S. economy. FedEx had an effective tax rate of about 34% in 17 2017. Imagine that for a company making tons in profits. To less than 0% in 2018. And by less than 0%, I must have been a little unfair. I said that Fed FedEx has cut its taxes to zero. Well, actually, like most big corporations with ties to kleptocrats, FedEx has figured out how to cut its taxes to below 0%. And in fact, the federal government, that's you, the listener, actually owes fedex money on its taxes this year and again this tax plan was sold to us by trump and republicans as a way to boost the u.s economy they would take this money and they would invest in america and american jobs i have ridiculed that argument since it started on this show lots and lots of shows in the past it was disingenuous when it was made. It was disingenuous when some political hack came up with it before 1980 so Ronald Reagan could sell this bullshit to the American public. It is especially disingenuous now and almost all of the proponents of supply-side economics have come out and admitted that it was either a flat-out lie or it was just bullshit anyway. And what a surprise. The facts on the ground have demonstrated this to be the case. FedEx did not invest in its workers it did not invest in its plants it did not invest in america it invested in its rich owners and gave them huge dividends and stock buybacks which raised the value of their stock ownership this isn't just bad policy on the part of republicans like the entirety of the trump gop tax cuts it is not a bug it is a feature The way the Republicans keep themselves politically viable despite representing such a tiny fraction of this country and the world is by selling themselves to rich people who want a little bit more. These tax cuts are theft. They're not wrong-headed policy. They are theft. And they are theft with the assistance of rich donors to political campaigns. Also out this week was a report on opportunity zones all around America. Now, this really isn't the federal government generally. This is state and local governments, but an issue that I've talked about a lot in the past where, because of Republican so-called states' rights beliefs, they pit state against state, municipality against municipality, and intergovernmental bidding wars to attract rich corporations. That, and of course, we've discussed campaign finance, where some of the reasons we give these huge tax breaks is simply because of flat-out bribery. Both of these things are working here, and they're both not working for the American public. This is looting, and this is business as usual. It turns out where we at least have this arguable uh, basis for opportunity zones, giving tax breaks for people, businesses that will be willing to invest in poor areas, areas that can really use the help, It turns out, according to the Opportunity Zones report, that most of this money that was earmarked towards helping poor communities is, and you better sit down for this because it will be such a surprise to absolutely nobody, uh, it turns out that that money is basically being used to give rich people and rich corporations more money, more of the public's money, more of your money. In fact, of course, this whole thing demonstrates why Donald Trump is the president in the first place. Everything else is window dressing. Donald Trump is the president of the United States so that he could continue to funnel as much of the money and resources as possible in this country into the hands of the billionaires who put him into power. That's why Donald Trump is the president, is the president, and that is why the entire Republican Party exists as basically nothing but a criminal organization. Donald Trump now goes around and takes credit for a good economy. One of my students in class asked me, What do I say to someone who, when I talk about Trump, says, well, unemployment is really, really low. Economy's doing well. I say, well, Donald Trump should absolutely, absolutely be praised for the 130 consecutive months of of lowered unemployment that he has created in this country. Okay, yeah, that's obviously a bit of a joke. It turns out that unemployment's been going down. Donald Trump should be giving Obama credit for helping to fix this economy and get it on the right track. What Donald Trump could take credit for is not having screwed it up entirely yet. When I asked the student to say to this person, well, what has it meant to you personally? Do you have a much better job? Did you, get a, did you get a raise? I know now we're being told that our economy is doing much better. Certainly we're told that by Fox News, and we're told that by a lot of other businesses that have received tr- trillions of dollars in tax cuts. They're telling us that the economy is doing much better. Do you have a lot of evidence of that? Do you have a lot of evidence that Donald Trump has been a party to that? It's not just his tax policy that is undermining this country's economy. It is not just his policy regarding the treatment of the everyday worker and working man and woman in this country. It's his trade wars. It's his hissy fits. It's his routine violations of the emoluments clause which prevent Donald Trump from running this country for his own benefit, which obviously don't prevent anything of the sort since he's been doing it. The fact that nothing in Donald Trump's actions, nothing in his motivations as President of the United States can in any way be tied to promoting this country's interests. It has become clear to anyone who's been paying even a modicum of attention to what's been going on in this country, unless you are absolutely brain dead just watching Fox News all the time, it is clear that the President of the United States doesn't care one iota for anything other than himself, including the interests of this country. His presidential crimes go beyond these financial crimes to the existential threat to the planet that Donald Trump poses. Yes, I do not believe that I am engaging in hyperbole when I say that Donald Trump represents an existential threat to the planet in many ways, but let's just start out with climate change, the obvious one. Donald Trump has made the United States of America the world's greatest climate scofflaw, the the, the greatest contributor to climate change and the least willing to contribute to addressing the planetary crisis that we have primarily created. And why does Donald Trump Want to take us out of any role in addressing climate change? Well, that's simple, because it will help his re-election. Because fossil fuel companies and billionaires who run them can continue to take money out of this planet through the destruction of the planet, and they will donate that money to Donald Trump, and they will donate their resources to Donald Trump, and Rupert Murdoch will lie on Fox News on behalf of Donald Trump. All because someone the lowest garbage on the planet, are willing to make money off of the destruction of the planet as we know it. Of course, his threat to the environment goes much deeper than just climate change. He's threatening the environment here and now and today, the air that we breathe and therefore the the health of people around the world. Just this week, we learned that the Trump administration is preparing to significantly limit the scientific and medical research that the government can use to determine public health regulations. Overriding protests from scientists, this is from the New York Times, scientists and physicians who say the new rule would undermine the scientific underpinnings of government policymaking. Well, if you're against science in the first place, that doesn't sound so bad. A new draft of the Environmental Protection Agency proposal titled Strengthening Transparency and Regulatory Science, another Orwellian-named uh, action by the Republican Party designed to make sure that it seems to indicate the exact opposite of what they are doing. Would require that scientists disclose all of their raw raw data, including confidential medical records, before the agency could consider an academic study's conclusions. In case you failed to spot the flaw there, these studies cannot disclose confidential medical records and information. Therefore, what we are basically doing is ending medical studies and medical research. EPA officials called the plan a step toward transparency. Hey, here's a clue. EPA officials are fucking liars. And said the disclosure of war data would allow conclusions to be verified independently, although that's not what's going to happen. Andrew Wheeler, the EPA administrator and environmental destructor-in-chief, said we are committed to the highest quality science. This is a reminder, of course, that this is not new to Donald Trump. This is the Republican Party. This is a reminder of the term sound science that Republicans started throwing about during the George W. Bush administration, as opposed to actual science, sound science meant science that has been vetted by Fox News. In other words, it's bullshit. Uh, Donald Trump, in addition to presenting an existential threat to the planet, of course, presents an existential threat to U.S. democracy. Lying to the American people, he's not being impeached for that. He is now averaging, according to the Washington Post's count, more than 20 a day. He's raised his rate of public lies to more than 20 a day. And trust me, this is not an over-inclusive list. It is an undercount, more than anything. (coughs) Forgive me. So let's take a moment to reflect on the extent that this man has lied beyond anything we have ever seen before. We are getting frequent reminders and reflections on dystopian novels like 1984 and Fahrenheit 451 and Brave New World and such that show a dystopian future filled with lies and bullshit and where truth doesn't seem to matter anymore. Or as Donald Trump calls them, feel-good stories. And this is the direction that Donald Trump has taken. In fact, not even the direction, this is where Donald Trump has taken. It. I guess I guess we now all live in Oceania. Um uh, he is his existential threat to US democracy, which he is not being impeached for, extends to his assault on democracy and voting rights in this country. A GOP staple. As I have discussed endlessly on this show over the last couple of years. The GOP throughout is fundamentally devoted to, voter, devoted to voter suppression all across America. It is the only way a small minority party stays in power. That and lying to fucking morons. The reason that impeachment is so necessary, the reason the Democrats are rushing through this process and making a big deal, Despite Republicans' claims that this should all be just addressed democratically at the ballot box, the whole point of this is that Republicans and Trump are doing everything that they can do to make sure that nothing can be resolved democratically or at the ballot box. You can't both rig an election and then complain about the fact that the other side isn't letting the election decide. Well, I guess you can. If you're a Republican, having any kind of integrity or making any kind of sense is obviously irrelevant, so it just doesn't matter. But that's what's going on here. It has been part and parcel to Republican strategy for electoral success to stop Americans from voting. We just saw recently the Democrats picked up a governorship while we were gone in Kentucky by something like 5,000 votes. The Republican is still arguing about it and still contesting the election. What's important here is reported on uh, PodSafe America is that Stacey Abrams, the woman who lost her Georgia gubernatorial bid because it was stolen from her by her opponent, the Republican Party, started an organization to fight for free and fair elections and tried to battle voter suppression since that's the reason she's not governor anymore. Well, it turns out, according to the guys on PodSafe America, that this organization, I think it's called Fair Fight 2020, stopped a voter purge of almost 170,000 votes or so in Kentucky. Way more than was necessary to steal the election, would have been necessary to steal the election for Republicans. This is what's going on by Republicans, and this is what Donald Trump is promoting. When you hear discussions of the impeachment battle and Republicans claiming that Democrats are undermining democracy, just keep all this in mind, because Republicans just believe that undermining democracy is their province. We get ready for the 2020 census, so we are reminded of the fact that Republicans have done everything they can to undermine the United States Senate, to get a census, to get an undercount from the census so that there is an underrepresentation of people of color and people who live in urban areas and blue states, once again, to undermine democracy in the United States or whatever's left of democracy in the United States. I guess I should mention, as we go through what Donald Trump is not being impeached for, I should mention Russia. I should mention the Mueller report and all that investigation. Yes, Robert Mueller completely dropped the ball on that one. But we certainly have more, lots of overwhelming evidence there about Donald Trump and his minions' efforts to interfere, to help Russia interfere in the U.S. election on his behalf. We've seen recently, it doesn't just extend to Russia, it extends to lots of other countries around the world, including as we're busy battling about Ukraine. It extends to Israel. Benjamin Netanyahu finally being indicted this past week and reminding us how close he is to President Trump. Donald Trump cozying up to corrupt dictators all around the world, undermining not only democracy in the United States, but our efforts to promote democracy all around the world. All because there's something in it for him. He's making money off of obstructing democracy. Donald Trump is not being impeached for his obstructions of justice. Do you remember when that was kind of a thing with the Mueller report? Remember what Donald Trump said? I did not obstruct justice. I did not interfere with this. How quaint that is at this point. Do you remember when Robert Mueller gave his testimony in Congress and refused to say what he freaking should have said and what he was hired to say, which is, of course, Donald Trump obstructed justice. (laughs) He did it in plain sight, but he wouldn't do that because he's so reticent and because he's a Republican. Do you remember when it was subject to debate about whether Donald Trump was obstructing justice and promoting others in obstructing justice? This is a freaking joke right now. We're now left with the Ukrainian scandal with Republicans just basically saying, oh, what's a little bit of obstruction of justice? Who cares? What's the difference? Donald Trump is undermining United States interests around the world. He is undermining our allies. He is undermining not only our efforts to promote democracy, but to promote stable civil order, which for much of our existence, when we've been operating appropriately internationally, that's what we've been trying to do. Even the Republicans got upset with how we threw the Kurds under the bus. We're now reminding that we're we're dealing with the consequences of that of uh, of undermining our of backstabbing our allies the Kurds, who did more to battle ISIS and defeat the Islamic State than anybody else, according to US sources. Well, we've undermined them, and now Turkey has chased the Kurds away. And now Turkey owns people in the Islamic State. Do you know what Turkey's doing? They're releasing them. And they're sending them to Europe and they're sending them to the United States because, like any strong man that Donald Trump could really cozy up to, Erdogan doesn't like the fact that some people criticized him for doing what Donald Trump gave him the green light to do. He has changed decades, we're learning this week. He's announcing changing decades of U.S. policy regarding the occupied territories in Israel several decades of policies designed to promote Mideast peace and undermining all of that well to be fair we don't really need all these things to promote Mideast peace because we've got Jared on the case so that's pretty much a done deal Whatever. does anybody think that any of this is being done for our good does anybody think that our change in policy regarding Israeli settlements is being done for America it's not being done for America it's not being done for the interests of America and the interests of the world it is being done for the interests of Donald Trump That's it. To help him pick up some right-wing asshole Jewish votes who might vote for him because they really love Netanyahu and anybody who says anything bad about Israel unless it's under a left-wing leader is a really bad person. He is assaulting our institutions. He has started from the beginning of his presidency to assault all of our institutions, to attack any notions of bipartisanship, any idea of a function in Congress that compromises in order to promote the interests of the American public and advance laws that we need, that's all done. As far as I'm concerned, good and done probably forever, because the only time we ever have bipartisanship in this country is when Democrats knuckle under. And hopefully at some point they're going to stop doing that. He has attacked the deep state. By deep state he means the institutions of the United States government. Our investigative agencies... And nonpartisan institutions, which he now dismisses as the deep state, undermining all of those agencies that Republicans have been saluting since the party's inception. He has brought nepotism into our government like never before. We can laugh at the Hunter Biden deal because we've got Jared and Ivanka and Don Jr. and Eric and God knows who the hell else in our administration, who have their jobs simply because they are related to Donald Trump or because they're good at kissing his ass. He is filling our government with incompetence, absolute incompetence, who have no ability or interest in promoting the institutions that they are put in charge of. The Energy Department, we've been making fun of Rick Perry, the guy who can't count to three, the guy who wanted to eliminate three government agencies when he was trying to run for president, couldn't remember that the department he now heads was one of the three who had no idea what the department of energy even did before he was named its head well rick perry's name has come up a lot more with respect to the impeachment inquiry and maybe we've got a little better idea now of why rick perry is in our government it sure tells not to promote the interests of our government or the energy department our education department is being run by a woman who cannot spell education probably As noted with Andrew Wheeler, our environmental agencies across this country are being run by industry lobbyists and people who have absolutely no interest in the environment other than to rape it for their own monetary and financial gain. He is attacking the media. Not the media he should be attacking, but the media that actually sometimes tries to tell the truth. He is at war with truth itself. We are reminded every moment of every day of the Trump presidency of Stephen Colbert's brilliant line years ago that reality has a well-known liberal bias by Donald Trump, who thinks that any evidence of reality is a threat to his presidency. He has been assaulting education throughout this country, and those of us who work in higher education are seeing the impact of that, which at least is understandable because Without fucking morons, there would be no Republican voters. Well, all right, morons and fucking scumbags. Without the fucking morons, you'd lose 99% of Republican voters. Uh, he has been an assault, but not, impeaching, not under impeachment for his assault on what we like to believe are our values. Tolerance for others, fair play, justice, equality of opportunity. All of these are undermined and under threat by a president who's all about rewarding people for their loyalty and for their relationship to him and their willingness to give him more money. His assault on our courts, which I have spoken about at length on this show. Again, the Republican assault on our courts, not putting qualified moderate judges onto our federal courts when we have a Democratic president so that they leave a ton of openings and they can put party apparatchiks who don't seem to particularly care in many cases for the constitutions or, the, or, or their long-time interests of this country, but are there to do what they are paid to do. Not only is he assaulting our courts, he's an actual war on children. He's not being impeached for his so far three-year war on the children of this country. And I'm not just referring to his yet unexplored ties to Jeffrey Epstein, The child molester, the child sexual predator whom Donald Trump lauded for his taste in women, some of them quite young. But his assault on the environment, which is a threat to children's health, which will ensure that children grow up sicker and die sooner than they would if we had a clean environment. His assault on education, should be seen as an assault on the children of this country. But again, nothing of which he's being impeached for. His support for people making a lot of money by actually killing children. One of the most sobering articles in the last few weeks, pieces of information, was the article on e-cigarettes that just calmly noted that in Europe, since they have regulations there their e-cigarettes don't contain nearly the nicotine that ours do and also unlike in europe our e-cigarette companies are marketing their cho- their product to young children in the words of the article young children they are marketing a deadly product to children in the great following the great legacy of the cigarette companies That created a lot of rich people, undoubtedly some billionaires, certainly many multi-multi-multi-millionaires among people who are willing to murder children to pad their pockets. Think about that in the context not only of impeachment, but in our discussions about our looking up to the super rich. These are people and companies for whom murdering children is their business model. But speaking of assault on children and among the things that Donald Trump is not being impeached for that we were reminded of this week, Donald Trump is not being impeached for being a white supremacist. And yes, we've known he's a white supremacist all along. We know that he surrounds himself with white supremacists. But even then, maybe we haven't quite known the extent of it. Until we read this week about Stephen Miller, that son of a bitch who apparently is in full charge of U.S. immigration policy. We've learned this week a little bit more about his strong ties to white supremacy and more. Steve Miller, no longer white supremacist and Nazi adjacent. He's the real deal, as we've learned this week. Quoting white supremacist websites approvingly, sharing them with others raising them up in policy discussions. This explains United States immigration policy. It's being conducted by a Jewish Nazi. We are reminded that before he got his current job, he got a job with Jeff Sessions, our former attorney general, senator from Alabama, who distinguished himself by being the first senator to jump on the Trump train. A man who, who has been racist-adjacent for his entire political career. Well, now we understand why Stephen Miller arose out of the Jeff Sessions ranks. Because they share a common core belief in the supremacy of white people and the desire to promote the interests of white people worldwide. Yes, Stephen Miller, no longer Nazi-adjacent. We find out... He's doing more than just showing up at rallies next to Nazis. He's actually marching hand in hand with them. Give some of our maybe more conservative listeners something to think about. Because white nationalism and white supremacy really explains all too much about a lot of what's been going on during the Trump administration. And it's really not a very happy explanation. So yes, among all the other reasons that we should be impeaching Donald Trump, one that we might be considering, but we aren't, is his efforts to promote the interests of Nazis. We'll be back at you in a couple of days, talking about what's been going on in the actual impeachment proceedings. Thanks for joining us. You've been listening to Forward Nation Radio with David Leventhal.